Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. In the Gospel story for this weekend, we find this Gospel story in all three of the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke. So then it begs the question, why is this story so important that those three evangelists felt compelled to include it in their Gospels? Well, I think it's because Jesus is teaching us a very important characteristic of discipleship, which is humility. Remember last week? Jesus showed us what discipleship looks like. We must deny ourselves, pick up our cross, and follow him. Well, now Jesus is teaching us the indispensable virtue of humility that is essential in order for us to practice that discipleship and follow after Jesus. Now, it's interesting how the story begins. It says, Jesus was teaching his disciples and telling them, the Son of Man is to be handed over to men, and they will kill him. And three days after his death, the Son of Man will rise. Well, Jesus, he's teaching the apostles. He's warning them about his impending death. The apostles, they don't understand. Why? Because they're preoccupied with finding out who's the greatest among them. Here, Jesus reveals something that is incredulous. How his mission will reach its culmination with him climbing on the cross. And so, are the apostles deeply shaken by this? No. Are the apostles deeply worried and concerned? Not at all. No. They're only concerned about themselves and who is the greatest among them all. In some ways, you could say it's comical if it wasn't so tragic. Jesus, you could say, is going one way. The apostles are going just the opposite way. And so, the apostles are essentially jockeying for positions of power. Remember last week, we learned the Israelites, for centuries on end, they hoped and prayed for a warrior Messiah that would come and raise up an army, overthrow the Romans, and then establish a new government, a new administration. Well, the apostles are convinced. They are convinced that Jesus is that Messiah. And so the apostles are worried about where they're going to be in the pecking order of that new government, that new administration. Now, we see this very often in the Gospels. The apostles, they don't understand Jesus or his mission because they're, what we would say, navel-gazing. They're more concerned about themselves and their own self-interest. And this is a hidden danger. We have to guard against this ourselves. The danger of worrying about how we are perceived by others. Or maybe we're concerned about status or climbing up the corporate ladder or maybe, worse yet, descending down the ladder of status. It's only natural, though. We're human beings. There are times in which we've had these thoughts. But like the apostles, there's always that potential to be blinded by ambition or positions of authority or status. Jesus, when finding out, 
he responds and says to the apostles, If anyone wishes to be first, he shall be the last of all and the servant of all. It's a basic spiritual truth. Greatness in God's eyes is not measured by power, honor, or social status. Instead, greatness in God's eye is measured by humility and service to others. Where do we clearly see this? In the lives of the saints. The saints are who they are because they dedicated their lives of service to God and others. Whether it was service to the poor in St. Francis, service to the sick in Mother Cabrini, or service to the Native Americans, St. Catherine Drexel, here in the United States. The saints didn't care about how they were perceived by others. They were not blinded by ambition or worried about jockeying for positions of status or power. That's what made their faith genuine and authentic. The saints were people that were dedicated to serve others and God in this world. Now, one common thread that is woven between all the saints is a great virtue of humility. Humility comes from the Latin root word, humus, which means ground. Humility keeps us grounded or rooted in our relationship with God and the knowledge that we are God's faithful servants. When we practice the daily practice of humility, it keeps us grounded in our awareness and our knowledge that we are God's servants. Now, what can uproot us? Just the opposite of humility, pride. Now, what does Jesus do next? And this is very interesting. It said, Taking a child, he placed it in their midst, and putting his arms around the child, he said to them, Whoever receives one child such as this in my name receives me, and the one who receives me receives not only me, but the one who sent me. Jesus challenges the social status of the time. Now, this child isn't so much a symbol of sinlessness. Rather, this child is a symbol of being a social nobody. See, what we have to understand is in the ancient world, a child held no social status. They held no political importance. They held no power. They were powerless. And so Jesus is challenging the apostles not to think in terms of social status or ambition. What is required? A humility. A humility that necessitates casting aside pride and ambition. A willingness to become a social nobody. And that's the key. I think that's the heart of the message that Jesus is trying to teach the apostles and now us. If we are to live a life of discipleship, we live that discipleship without any fanfare, with no applause, no recognition. We live out our faith day in and day out. We serve God and others without any attention whatsoever. And so that makes genuine faith, genuine and sincere faith. The greatest of all of our saints in our church were social nobodies. Now notice what Jesus says next. Whoever receives a child in my name receives me. By placing that child in his midst and embracing the child, now Jesus changes the conversation. It first began with servanthood, how to serve. And now Jesus is telling us who we should serve. Again, children in the ancient world lacked social and legal status. They were powerless. And so this child is symbolic of the marginalized in society, those people that have a low social status, the poor, the sick, and the weak. 
And so embracing this child, Jesus displays his acceptance of all people in society. All are worthy of God's respect and care and love. Taking a step further, Jesus says, Whoever receives this child in my name receives not only me, but one who sent me. Jesus now identifies himself with all people, especially those without power or social status. Jesus, his love and his mercy transcends all people, especially those in society that are looked down upon, those that are marginalized, the poor, the sick, the weak, the lonely. I'll leave you just one last thought. There was once a story about Mother Teresa, and a reporter was interviewing her. And he asked her, he said, how can you continually do this without being burned out? He says, you know, you feed the hungry and you shelter the homeless and you care for the dying. And you do it 24 hours a day, seven days a week for the past 35, 40 years. How do you keep doing it without being burned out? Well, Mother Teresa looked at the reporter and she said, I hold the infant that is hungry and I gave them food and I shelter the homeless and I care for the dying. And each and every person, I look into their face and I see the face of Christ and I can't look away. Well, the same thing holds true for us. Jesus is building upon what he taught us last week. He taught us what discipleship looks like. We must deny ourselves, pick up our cross and go follow him. Well, this week we can do it by the practice of the great virtue of humility. As long as we are grounded in who we are in relationship to God and as servants to God and others in this world, we can do that. We can practice discipleship. We can look into the face of all people, especially the marginalized in our society, the weak, the poor, and the lonely, and we see the face of Christ. Nor can we look away. Instead, we help them and serve them. And may the peace and the grace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.